0: Oh shit. I'm all one today. I'm all one. I'm gonna do some pot in the fucking day.
1: day. Oh my god.
0: Let's go home. You
1: know The He's different Hold here to deliver Ye like Moses So is In this beautiful fact We the chosen Throw Rock Nation Brunches That's a feast for Non-believers I created my own Easter Evidence for your reverence Why would I not Have a watch Like a Saudi prince It unfoils The slave that shook hands And humbled the duke of oil The spook that spoke Sterling silver and pearls Tore tumbled out of might not be no, We'll do it live Fuck it Doing
0: live, yes, sir. Back like Jordan, wearing the faux five. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number seventeen of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel. Thank you guys for tuning in, for liking, for subscribing, for sharing, for supporting, um, for being uh, active and engaging on the social media platforms. Um, I truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I have received in this early stage of the show, and I always just want to start the shows with the thank you. Um, it's been a very, uh, um, it's been a very, uh, I don't even know the word, it's been a very interesting week to say the least, and uh, I'm here to fucking pod today, God damn it! I am here to pod today, I'm so happy to have this platform in times like this so I can fully express myself um, about the things happening, going on out out in these streets. And I'm ready, so let's go. That was Flux Capacitor by Jay Electronica and Jay-Z off the album A Written Testimony. And I had my criticisms and critiques about Jay Electronica's album in terms of his performance on it. But you can't question the 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 zone or the level that Jay-Z is still on. This man is 50 years old. Can still fucking spit with the best of them. Every time I hear that song, I get hyped, And I'm on one today. So I said, fuck it. I'm playing Hove. I know people out there say I play Hove too much. I talk about Hove too much. I talk about, I show him too much love. I say, I don't show that man nearly enough love. And so I had to I had to do it for him one time Because I love that song It just makes me, it just gets me hyped So um, I had to play it for you If you guys want to download a stream That's the name of it, Flux Capacitor um, And I'm ready man, I'm ready to go So uh, we in the building
2: I am in a very, very, very good mood
0: So as you know we start the shows With my favorite, 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 favorite Segment of the podcast, Bronx Facts <laughs> For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, people may have never heard, um, just to show how many different ways um, the Bronx, New York, uh, contributes to society, how many great and positive things and people come from the Bronx, New York. So, your Bronx fact for today is... The city of New York has an official television station run by the New York City Media Group and broadcasting from Bronx Community College. Cablevision operates News 12, the Bronx, and both networks feature programming based in the Bronx. The local public access television station, BronxNet, originates from Herbert H. Lehman College, the borough's only four-year CUNY school. And provides government access television and public affairs programming in addition to programming produced by Bronx Residents. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 17. Yes!
1: Yes!
0: And so without any further ado, man, we getting right to the shits. Um before I start, I um I just want to say rest in peace, rest in power to George Floyd. Who was killed, and this is what, um, this is what I'm gonna be spending a lot of time on. I have a lot of thoughts, opinions, and feelings on it, but I just want to start with rest in peace. I'm gonna show the family respect. Rest in peace to him, and I pray. I literally said a prayer before I started recording that I can speak coherently, that I could um, articulate myself and not be caught up in all of the emotion and. Allow my strong feelings toward this to, to cloud my message. You know, I I want to be able to express myself fully, but I don't want to be able. I don't want it to be clouded by how emotional I am about the situation. So, um, I'm I'm gonna try my best. I'm gonna try my best, and please bear with me, um, to deliver the messages and and speak my mind on this and and in the best way that I can. Um, I hope that I don't fly off the handle or get too crazy. I'm going to try my best to remain calm and measured and and accurately express my opinion without it being clouded by uh, my emotion toward the situation. Um, it doesn't help that I just drank a giant ass cup of coffee. That doesn't help. But I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try my best. Um, bear with me, please, if you can. And um, we're going to we're going to start. So first, I want to just give the facts. I want to, like, you know, um, uh, give you guys a a brief summary of the events and then we'll go from there. So I always just want to start it on the basis of fact um, just to set the stage for you. And then after that, we can go into, you know, all all the points that I want to express. So here we go. Uh, This is an excerpt from the New York Times. You know, I love the New York Times. During a six-month span in 2014, four separate police killings of African-Americans grabbed the country's attention. Eric Gardner died after being put in a chokehold in New York, while Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, Laquan McDonald in Chicago, and 12-year-old Tamir Rice in Cleveland were all shot. The killing sparked a debate about how to reduce deaths caused by the police. In response, more police departments directed their officers to wear body cameras. Some introduced new training programs. Civil rights activists and politicians also began paying more attention to the issue. Six years later, however, there is no sign of meaningful change, at least on the national level. The number of police killings has hovered around 11,000 every year since 2013. And now the subject is back in the spotlight. A Minneapolis man named George Floyd died after a police officer pressed his knee into Floyd's neck while he lay on the ground. The case was the latest in which an official police report presented a different story from a cell phone video that emerged later. In the video, Floyd can be heard saying, I can't breathe again and again. Four officers involved in the arrest were fired. Being black in America should not be a death sentence, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey said. For five minutes, we watched a white officer press his knee into a black man's neck. Five minutes. Activists, family members, and elected officials demanded charges in the case of George Floyd. Community activists were also calling for a federal review of the Minneapolis Police Department, which has been the subject of frequent complaints about excessive force. There were violent protests in Minneapolis and in Louisville, Kentucky last night as tension. As tensions over recent police killings escalated, a police precinct in Minneapolis was set on fire and seven people were shot at a demonstration in Louisville. There were also protests in several other cities, including here in New York, Denver, Columbus, Ohio. And President Trump, fucking asshole, posted two angry tweets, one of which Twitter had to flag for glorifying violence. The conflicts come, of course, after the latest spate of deaths by African-Americans, George Floyd, who I previously mentioned, and Breonna Taylor who was killed in March during a, quote, no-knock raid of her apartment in Louisville, Kentucky. President Trump, who has long considered racial conflict to be, quote, politically helpful to him, sent two tweets about the situation. One taunted the mayor of Minneapolis for not having control of the situation, while the second used a racially charged word, thugs, in all capital letters. And he also added in that tweet, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. So that's just the meat and potatoes of it. That's just the, um, the, uh, um, just the facts. Like just the basic facts of people who maybe are a little unplugged or got a lot going on. They're not, you know, so pay paying attention to the news as closely. Um, and I wanted to just make sure that I set the stage with those facts before I get all into my personal opinions on it. Um, Again, rest in peace to George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Um, And now we can, I guess, go into, um, you know, into my personal thoughts and feelings about it. So I want to start by saying black people are under attack and we've been under attack for a long time. Not only by not by the government in terms of how we live our you know, low income uh, situations, our historical disenfranchisement, our um, the way that the prison system is structured, designed to incarcerate uh, black, brown or other non-white people at a disproportionate rate. Um, And in terms of our education systems, in terms of our environments, in terms of what has been allowed to happen in our communities, over-policing of our communities. And I want to read a small list I have here of people killed by police. And I know I'm missing some. Amadou Diallo, Sean Bell, Mike Brown, Freddie Gray, Terrence Crutcher, Tamir Rice, Botham Jean, Sandra Bland, Breonna Taylor, Eric Gardner. Those are people who some were killed when I was a child. Amadou Diallo and Sean Bell were killed when I was a child to now, as most recently as George Floyd and Breonna Taylor killed. So if the constant is the years of killing, then then I have no other conclusion than we're targets and that we're under attack. The justice system is extremely unjust. The treatment of white citizens compared to non-white is extremely flawed. And the police, quite frankly, are not protectors. They're not protectors. Police officers, in my opinion, are weapons of mass destruction. I remember. I, know, I don't know if you guys remember that when President Bush led the attack on Saddam Hussein and all those things, he said they, quote, had weapons of mass destruction. Police officers domestically in the United States of America are weapons of mass destruction. And it used to be with the police killings that people would say, "Oh, well, not all police officers are bad and this is just a few quote bad apples" and um you know the 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 way that we view police officers is flawed and this that and the third, but I that's completely bullshit. And that's that's like a band-aid over the cut. Telling me that there's no way that you can look at the history of excessive force by police officers and say that it's of just a few bad apples i'm willing to go out on a limb and say 85 percent of all police officers are bad police officers and not even necessarily in the turn that they're racist i mean bad police officers because they're improperly trained they're unable to diffuse situations They're unable to use basic logic and people skills. And to be quite frankly, they're just hired killers. They're hired killers. A badge isn't a license to kill. A police officer is a public servant. A police officer is not a mercenary. You cannot kill and then hide behind a bullshit badge. You're disrespecting the badge. Exhibiting the behavior that these officers continuously exhibit. Common sense can get you out of a lot of situations, out of a lot of uh, uh, thing. You It could de-escalate a lot of situations. In the example of Terrence Crutcher, Terrence Crutcher was a man whose car broke down on the side of the road. He called for help. He needed help. His car broke down. The police officers arrive on the scene. He comes out of his car. His hands are up. He's holding a book in his hand. He's shot dead what what, <laughs> what is the logic in that where's the people skills in that where's the training in that I read previously that the police report that was given as it relates to George Floyd's untimely passing was completely different than the the actual footage obtained in the cell phone video so these people kill this man and then they try to create a story a narrative that paints them in the light of I was just doing my job and this was just an unfortunate circumstance in the case of Ahmad Aubrey, who was the black man who was killed in Georgia recently by two civilians if no video came out we would not be persecuting the McMichael people the McMichael family who killed this man right also the district attorney in the state told local police that there was not enough evidence to pursue a case but if you watch this video Ahmad Aubrey was jogging and was shot dead by shotgun executed the system is not designed to protect non-white citizens the system has never been designed to protect non-white citizens the and the fact that Every time outrage grows, tensions rise in terms of racism, there are always little side uh, 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 distractions to trying to get you off message, trying to distract the point because they know that what we're saying is correct. When it came with Colin Kaepernick kneeling for police brutality against unjust police killings, what happened? The message was skewed. He's disrespecting America. No, he's not. When it comes out, Black Lives Matter, and that's the movement after the killings of Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, Freddie Gray in Baltimore, where the police broke his spine. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's all lives matter. These are the constant distractions trying to take you off of message, trying to get you off center. The point is, and the point that I want to drive home is, the the police, the government. And the system has never been designed for the advancement of non-white people. And this is just the latest case of someone empowered to take a black life and was fully prepared to skate because the person that he killed was black. Fully prepared to skate. I'm so grateful that that person, of course, it was a grim video. Grim. Extremely grim, but I'm so glad that that person had the presence of mind to record that video. So that way that the lie that was told in that police report would have not passed. Because that is how they do their business. They kill at will and they they, apparently police have this quote brotherhood or whatever where they protect their own even if the person that. Did the heinous act is wrong. And I want to play you something. I want to play you a clip from Plies. You know, Plies is usually on Instagram. He's making jokes and all this stuff. But he had a great, great 40 second clip that I just want to play for you about how things somehow only get. Taken care of people's feet only get put to the fire when there's video accompaniment. And here it is for you.
2: Just my quick thought on the whole George Floyd situation Um, The guy who got killed in in Minnesota by the police officer Who put his knee on his neck And basically killed him in broad daylight in my opinion When I think about it, I say this is what's crazy about this whole situation to me A video got to go viral, get a zillion and some views Every news station around the country got to cover it People got to jump on social media platforms and be outraged by the situation People got to actually go protest in that city all that got to happen in two thousand and twenty just for a minority to get close to a fast shot at justice
0: he hit the nail right on the fucking head all of that has to happen for a minority to get a shot at justice because the way that the system has been designed um to where uh it makes you believe that a black life doesn't matter. And that's the literal point of the movement, Black Lives Matter. You people cannot continue to kill us and think that it's just another day at the beach. That's not how shit rocks. We are too advanced as a society to let these things continuously happen with no repercussion. An injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. I mean, we've been talking about this since Rodney King, I believe. Even before Rodney King, the Civil Rights Movement, Montgomery, Selma, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. We've been talking about this shit for too long for these types of things to keep happening. We've been talking about this for too long. For too long Not only are Police Hired killers in my opinion Hired killers Mercenaries The difference in treatment toward Black citizens or non-white citizens And white citizens is completely different And not only Are Not only is the treatment Different White people are always given more rope in terms of what happens when they break the law when they do things that a black or non-white person would be crucified for doing so i want to give you some examples in 2015 there was a young man named dylan roof from charleston south carolina and i'm sure that name sounds familiar to you dylan roof was 20 years old at the time in 2015 he executed a Charleston church shooting on June the 17th of that year where he killed nine black people. Obviously, he's an armed and dangerous man, right? I mean, you would put two and two together. But when the police came after the manhunt to find this man, they go into his house, he comes out. He has wearing a bulletproof vest and He's not only calmly t- oh, put under arrest when he's taken into custody, These the police buy him Burger King. This man is a killer. He killed black people in cold blood. He did research on that church because of its African-American history. He's quoted to say in his confession tape that he wanted to incite a race war. Take the little motherfucker to Burger King after he just massacred nine people. I have another example. This is the most recent, well, one of the most recent. There's been protests um, against the coronavirus lockdowns um, in states like Michigan, Louisiana, Washington DC, North Carolina, I believe there's one in Florida and some other states I know I'm not mentioning. In these protests basically saying like open the country, The protesters not only were violating all of the social distancing guidelines for their safety, they were armed. They were trying to invade in Michigan. They were trying to invade the House of Representatives chambers, which is a federal building while armed and dangerous. And there were no fatalities. There were no arrests. There were no there was no use of excessive force. While these people were armed, what is the common denominator in all of these instances? White skin. Motherfuckers could go in Michigan to a federal building with guns, rifles, protest, try to raid the building. Nothing happened. Nothing. There were killings in Ferguson. There were most recently killings in Louisville, Kentucky, over Breonna Taylor's death. Dude, were these black people armed? Were these black people trying to invade federal buildings in these coronavirus protests? This is the signs that these these white people were holding because I found them. They were holding signs protesting against the coronavirus pandemic, saying, "I need a haircut." No virus can cancel the Constitution. Freedom over fear. My body, my choice, and my personal favorite. I can't breathe. Referring to the fact that it's more difficult to breathe while wearing a protective mask. This is is the climate of 2020 where there is a distinct difference in the treatment of white citizens as opposed to non-white citizens. This is 2020 America. This is we're supposed to be the most advanced that we've ever been. And it is it is beyond sickening to just to see the stark difference in treatment of we're all Americans, but if your skin is dark, you don't get the same thing. I always say, if you're white, it's going to be all right. If you're white, it's going to be all right. Not only is it a situation where white people are given more rope than black or non-white. Not only is it a situation where the police are definitely more lenient to non whites to non-black or brown or whatever citizens, to white citizens. There is an influx of white people continuously, citizens, weaponizing the police because they know the things that we know. We are living out here. You can't act dumb for long enough. Most recently, there was a woman in, I wanted to, I believe this was New York in Central Park, who was walking her dog. There was a black man there. She approached the black man and called the police and put on a frantic voice saying, I'm calling the police on you. I'm going to tell them that there is an African-American man and I feel threatened for my life. Because she knew that the way that the police rock, the way that the system is designed, it's her word over his. And he more than likely, if the police showed up, would have been killed. Luckily, again, there's video and there, I guess there just has to be a president of video evidence. But it's like, not only we know it they know it so we're basically fucked on all angles again i want to bring back Ahmad aubrey if he was never recorded if that was never recorded and we went off what that district attorney told the state there would have been no charges filed nothing if there was no video of that black man recording that white woman nothing would have happened this is where we are This is where we are. How can we how can we feel like we have a semblance of safety? We've been under attack for years. We've been under attack for years. The police in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, conducted a no knock raid on Breonna Taylor's apartment. It was the wrong apartment. She was shot dead. The person that they were looking for was not even That wasn't the wrong. That was completely the wrong apartment. So she was killed for nothing. So the police are hired basically to kill us or over police us, be extremely violent with us. And there are numerous situations where white people do more heinous crimes or crimes of the same level and are not as uh, uh, not handled with the level of brutality. And white people know that they can easily weaponize the police against us. I don't I don't have many more things to offer in terms of what can change the peacefulness. I I want to be peaceful. I'm a peaceful person. I'm not a, a, a violent person at all. But what do I do? How do I stand pat while I watch people be executed? What 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 what? what sense does that make you know what i'm saying and you know what i don't like too people trying to repurpose martin luther king quotes to push their agenda forward oh yeah let's just use martin luther king martin luther king said non-violence listen i can't be non-violent to a motherfucker who's violent to me i don't ever i don't trust no police officer i don't trust no quote representative of the law because it's basically their word against mine. And 9 times out of 10, they're going to take their word unless there's damning evidence. And even in the case where there's damning evidence, there are more likely time more than likely they'll be let off on those charges. George Zimmerman was a civilian who killed Trayvon Martin. Where's the jail time? Where is it? None. Because of a, quote, stand your ground law in Florida. I'm not going to recap the whole George Zimmerman, Trayvon Martin thing, because you guys know the story. Basically, George Zimmerman was working for a local neighborhood watch. He saw Trayvon Martin walk by holding a bottle of Arizona iced tea and a bag of Skittles with a hoodie on his head. He proceeded to follow uh, Trayvon Martin in the midst of while calling police saying, quote, there's a black guy here up to no good. Followed him, pursued him, killed him. With no cause. I cannot continue to sit here and say that I can be nonviolent to an organization that has exhibited nothing but violence toward my people. So, you know, I don't I don't know what. I don't I don't know what the end game will be. I don't know what the the. The solution is because racism is real and the motherfucker sitting in the high seat is a bona fide racist. Um, but this shit is out of control, it's out of bounds, and it's and it's beyond sickening, it's beyond the level of disgust for me. And I wanna end with reading a Colin Kaepernick quote. Um It says he is quoted to say, when civility leads to death, revolting is the only logical reaction. The cries for peace will rain down. And when they do, they will land on deaf ears because your violence has brought this resistance. We have the right to fight back. We have the right. If I'm, I can't sit here and say if I'm constantly under attack that I can repeatedly turn the other cheek. I'm not going to go out and intentionally harm a police officer or a uh, a representative of the law. I'm not saying that, but I know if accosted, the chances of me dying, or at or the chances of 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 a police officer using basic logic and reason, is. <laughs> the the scale is tipped. I, more than likely, I'll be killed. More than likely, I'll be killed. If I'm out in a situation, someone calls the police, they pull up on me. Even if I'm 100 percent innocent, going for a walk, going for a jog, hanging out downtown or something. The chances that I'll be either wrongfully arrested, brutalized or ultimately killed is much higher than a police officer using basic logic and reason to defuse the situation. So um, guys, er, I urge everyone out there to please remain safe. Please stay safe out there. There are a lot of demonstrations happening in uh, in New York, our own backyard down in Brooklyn. Please, please stay safe, guys. Please stay protected. In the midst of this coronavirus and these protests and the police officers, please, I encourage everyone to stay as safe as they can. Um, and also, I was um, this week has been a rather warm week, right? Because the weather's breaking. So I went out. I go outside, you know, just for uh, get some fresh air, go for walks, sit in the park. I couldn't help but notice, and I live in the Bronx, that there was a police car literally on every corner what message does that send if i go down to columbus circle if i go down to the the upper upper east side if i go to uh midtown tribeca chelsea is there a level of police presence like there is in this neighborhood i don't know i don't think so and i wonder why i wonder why i wonder But um, rest in peace to George Floyd, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery, rest in peace to all of the victims of police brutality and unjust police killings. Please, I urge everyone to stay safe, to stay informed and to um, just just protect each other. Protect each other. This shit ain't for us, and it never has been. This shit ain't for us. So, you know, do your due diligence and um, just keep, keep everyone that you know as protective and as safe as you possibly can. Because the people who are hired to, quote, protect us are literally killing us, and they will not stop. And that is that on that. Again, rest in peace to the victims, George Floyd, most recently, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and all the other victims of unjust police killings. And unjust civ- white civilian killings. To non-white people. And I want to end with a nice moment of silence for these victims. And please join me um, for the lives of the people that we have lost. Thank you I gotta say man I, have, I am very thankful that I've created this platform um, To be able to um, Just express myself on On a plethora of topics but especially topics That like really hit me hard Like you know watching black people Die unjustly Like I've seen the shit and I just thought to myself like every You know cause you know everyone uses their social media Everyone expresses themselves there but you know on social media you only get a brief amount of time you know on instagram you get a minute you know twitter 140 characters etc but i was just thinking to myself i was just like damn i am so happy that i can fully express myself about this topic um for an extended period of time you know and i don't give a fuck who listens to this shit or who doesn't i don't care about how people may feel about it. I don't care about how people react to it. Or if you don't like it. I don't care. I do not care. I don't care. I don't care. Like this is. If if you don't. If shit like this. Makes you not want to listen. Then I don't know what to tell you. I guess I don't even want your ears. Because this is real shit. This is real shit. This is real shit. Real shit. So uh, moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. That is R-O-D-G-E-R-S-N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D for Instagram and Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood. R-O-D-G-E-R-S Neighborhood N-G-H-B-R-H-D. So I'm going to answer some questions that I have received from you guys. And you guys are so engaging with me on the social media platforms. I really, truly appreciate it. I appreciate that you guys listen. I appreciate that you guys send in the questions. I appreciate that you guys are engaged and involved with the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. So I'm going to answer the questions that I have here. The first one says, I guess it's more of a this or that type question. This says horror movie or comedy movie. Now. I 100% cannot do horror films. I've never liked horror films. I have never been a fan of horror films. I literally am not for that. I don't want to spend my money to be afraid. That don't make sense to me. That don't make sense to me. I'm going to go pay 14 bucks, 15 bucks to watch motherfuckers get hacked, slashed, ripped apart, their heads torn off. You know what I'm saying? Haunted by supernatural beings or possessed by demons and shit. I don't got no time for that. I don't got no time for that shit. I hate horror movies. I cannot stand horror movies. The quote horror movies that I did watch most recently was Us, Jordan Peele and Get Out, Jordan Peele. Like, but I did that for the culture and I was very uncomfortable seeing both of them. But you know, I did it, you know, Jordan Peele got to support the got to support the homie. Anyway, the answer is 100% comedy movie. I hate horror films. 100 I cannot do horror films. And what I've noticed is also is something I've noticed, women love horror movies. Oh yeah, you know, we could watch scary movies together, blah blah blah. So they're completely comfortable watching Motherfuckers get haunted, get possessed, be uh, under attack by uh, murderers, chainsaw massacre, and all that shit. Let a spider walk across the fucking TV, though. You you would think that the chick is in the horror movie herself. I've seen it myself. Oh, I love horror. Oh, man. oh The blood, the guts, the gore. Let a spider walk across the TV, though. You would think the shorty is in the horror movie. So y'all can't be out here talking about y'all love all this horror shit and then little ass bug you see, you lose your fucking mind. Something ain't right. <laughs> Something ain't right there. Y'all got to explain it to me. Explain it to me, please, because I don't see the appeal of horror films and I never have. So don't come to me with that. I will not be attending any horror flicks. Maybe if it's by Jordan Peele. And even that, it's a stretch for me. Comedy movie, 100%. The next one says, what gross and unhygienic things do people do that bothers you? Um, Well, even before the outbreak of this coronavirus, um, I worked at an office setting. I worked at an office job. The amount of people that I would observe on a daily basis who literally would not wash their hands after using the restroom was crazy. It was crazy crazy people going in after lunch taking shits walking out of the bathroom without washing their hands people uh going number 1 not washing their hands and then touching other shit in the office touching their faces sneezing into their hands no hand sanitizer no tissues it's fucking disgusting it's disgusting really like nasty and of course you know outbreak of the coronavirus everyone becomes more health conscious but i'm saying even before that shit motherfuckers literally taking shit without washing their hands dog nasty wash your fucking hands that's the number one thing that that bothers me wash your hands or use hand sanitizer like, even without a a, situ, a coronavirus situation, that is the number one thing. People who don't wash their hands or use hand sanitizer or sneeze into their hands or not into their arms, sneeze into their hands. I hate that. The next one says, you talk about the ways that your mom and your grandmom raised you a lot. What was the best thing about how your parents raised you? Wow. Now that's a great question. I love that. Dang, what is the best thing about how my parents raised me? me? Um, dang, that's a good one. I would say if I had to narrow it down, I would say two things. One, the power of hard work, having a, a work ethic, like showing you that hard work breeds results. No matter of what it is that you're working hard at, as long as you are willing to work hard at it, you will always see a result. So even if it's like you wanna learn math problems, like you're bad at math, you wanna, you know, work hard on that. If you if you put the time in, you will get better at it. If you wanna, you know, uh take your physical fitness, you want to be more in control of your physical fitness, you work hard, you will be. If you uh, uh, want to achieve success in business if you want to achieve success in personal relationships if you work hard at it you will see results that's the number one thing and the number two thing is they really instilled independence in me they want me they wanted me to be independent my mom says all the time she used to say I don't want you dependent on no woman meaning like I'm going to teach you from a young age how to Do all of these things for yourself so you don't have to rely on anyone. So she meant it in a domestic way, like, I'm going to teach you how to wash dishes. I'm going to teach you how to do laundry. I'm going to teach you how to clean properly. I'm going to teach you how to sweep and mop properly. I'm going to teach you how to iron. I'm going to teach you how to cook because I want you to be independent. I don't want you to have to sit back and rely on someone else to do something for you. I want you to be able to do it for yourself. Like my mom and my grandma are really big on that independence. Do shit on your own and that and maybe that's just how I was raised, but I don't like people who are dependent. Like I don't like that. I I find that to be a pet peeve. I find that to be a pet peeve independence. They really worked to teach my sister and myself independence. Do shit for yourself. Be self-sufficient. 100 shout out to them love you mom love you grandma and the last one says what condiments do you refrigerate and what do you leave in the cabinet slash pantry now that is a debate i've seen that on social media a lot like some people don't like to like refrigerate certain things some people like to refrigerate other things i'm one of those people though i don't like cold ketchup i keep that shit in the cabinet i don't like cold barbecue sauce i keep that shit in the cabinet I'm dead ass. Like, I hate the taste of cold ketchup on, like, a hot dog or or a french fry or something. I think it's nasty. I think that shit is nasty. Cold ketchup is disgusting. Cold barbecue sauce is disgusting. I mean, other things like relish and, like, hot dog mustard, like, French's or some shit. Of course, that goes in the fridge. Things like, you know, salad dressing and you know, shit like that, of course, but hot sauce, barbecue sauce, ketchup, nah, man, that shit goes in the pantry, I don't want no fucking below zero ketchup on my shit, no, that's nasty, it's nasty, disgusting, (laughs) please, if I go to your house, and y'all got the ketchup in the fridge. Oh, you take it out. Put it on the table. Let it warm up a bit before I can use it. I'm dead serious. Or give me some. Give me a packet. Give me a ketchup packet because I can't do it, man. I can't. I do not like that taste. It's nasty to me. It's really nasty. And thank you again, guys, for the questions. I really, truly appreciate it. Um the overall engagement and not necessarily questions. People who have feedback, people who have constructive criticism, people who have words of encouragement Uh, i'm open to receive all of it and i and i'm happy when i do receive feedback from people who listen and you know have different opinions and different perspectives i'm open to receiving all of that and i'm very happy when i do receive it so um i encourage you to send in questions if you feel so inclined but other than just questions feedback constructive criticism i'm open to receive all of it and thank you again for those questions Next on the docket, I want to talk about number 45 and what he did this week or last week um, and how he I don't I can't even put it into words. I saw I was completely surprised by it. Like, I never thought I would see anything like this. Basically, he used a T.I. song called Whatever You Like and he repurposed it to uh, a sn- uh, excerpt of it. He repurposed it to use it as anti Joe Biden uh, media. So, um, uh, in the song T.I. the original version of the song T.I. is saying in the song Whatever You Like, I want your body, need your body, and as long as you got me, you won't need nobody. In the video that he put on, I believe it was on Snapchat. He put it on his official Snapchat account. And who let that nigga on Snapchat anyway? Whatever. He repurposed it and had Ti to say, "I don't want Joe Biden. Need Joe Biden, and as long as you got me, you won't need Joe Biden." So of course I have the clip for you, and it's um like five se- like ten seconds, and it's it's just crazy to me. I just thought that shit was nuts. So. So here it is. This is the anti-Joe Biden clip. Repurposing T.I.'s, whatever you like uh, to slander Joe Biden in regards to Donald Trump. (laughs) Shit is so crazy out here. (laughs) Shit is so fucking crazy out here, man. I swear. Shit is nuts out here, fam. Um, a representative for TI told Double XL magazine that, of course, the Atlanta native did not authorize President Trump's use of his record, whatever you like, for his campaign against Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. They're quoted to say Trump and his team have circulated a campaign video post throughout social media that includes an unauthorized use of TI song, along with edited images of him and Joe Biden. The statement reads, the video distorts lyrics from his number one charting song by misrepresenting the lyrics through text language and distortion of his recorded voice. It goes without saying that T.I. would not in any way ever support the divisive policies and the destructive propaganda of Trump. The people of our country deserve far better than this. 100%. 100%. I just wanted to play that shit because it's crazy how... This motherfucker gets away with shit like this. It's just crazy. It's 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 mind-boggling, honestly. It's mind-boggling. How that motherfucker gets away with shit like this. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. It's com- it's it's wild. It's just beyond my comprehension. But yeah, man, that's that on that. That is that on that. Last on the docket, I want to talk about um Kevin Hart, um, and it's it, you know it's it's nothing crazy. Uh, you know, I I just want to talk about Kevin Hart's view on um, Dave Chappelle. As you guys know, I love Dave Chappelle. I feel Dave Chappelle is the greatest stand-up comedian of our time. He's the one of the most, one of the smartest dudes out here. The Chappelle Show was groundbreaking in a number of ways. His commentary on social issues is amazing, and his level of intelligence, I believe, to be extremely high. Basically, Kevin Hart was the guest on the Joe Rogan Experience, um, Joe Rogan's podcast, where he took part uh, in a back and forth about a number of issues, like his car accident. Um, he met Joe, Jeff Bezos of Amazon um, and his admiration for Dave Chappelle. So after they exchanged anecdotes and discussed how um, unorthodox it was for Chappelle to walk away from his show, Chappelle's show, Kevin Hart made it clear just how deep his reverence is for Dave Chappelle, and he declared him as the GOAT comedian. And specifically, he, um, he noted in his admiration of love for Dave Chappelle how his most recent Netflix special, Sticks and Stones, um, how he was able to take a decidedly open approach to things like cancel culture or saying things that people don't like in this time where, you know, everyone has an opinion and everyone is quick to cancel and everyone is, you know, extremely hypersensitive. So I want to play what Kevin Hart had to say. It's a brief clip. And then we'll go from
2: there. I'm envious and jealous of Dave's ability to go and be free. As a comic in the times where we desperately need to be. Yes. We desperately need to be. And Dave can be. And I bow down to him. I called him. I don't give a fuck about these numbers, anything I got. Dave, in my opinion, you're the GOAT. In my opinion, your last special has allowed you to surpass... The Richard Pryor, in my opinion, Dave Chappelle, I got to witness, do groundbreaking, controversial movement as a comedian in the times where comedy was being frowned upon.
0: Shout out to Kevin, man. Shout out and shout out to Dave Chappelle. He's he's the, he's the goat, in my opinion, as well. Um, this is not the first time. That Hart has praised Dave Chappelle in 2013 Kevin Hart said that he thought that um, Dave Chappelle was the greatest living stand-up comedian of our time And that he's a different type of an animal his comedic, his comedic talent and timing is like no other um, And I agree, I agree I love that special, Sticks and Stones That's what it's called, it's on Netflix if you want to watch it um, Basically he's just going on He's ha- He has a stand-up comedy about social issues Cancel culture. Um, he touched on the uh, communities of the LGBT. He touched on. Um, he he had a long thing about Jesse Smollett. He had a long thing about blackness in it. Um, he had a you know he just he just talked about a lot of current social things that um, quote unquote cancel culture is built upon. Like if you say things even in a joking manner, that people. Will be quick to just eliminate your record and um, things like that. Now, I'm again. I'm not gonna say I'm insensitive to plights of disenfranchised community because I am one of them. I'm a black man. I we've been historically disenfranchised, but it was refreshing to hear a honest comedian and an intelligent comedian's take on the world as we know it. Because that's a comedian's job. Is the comedian's job is to take serious serious issues and with superior intellect, find a way to make them funny. And that's, you know, that's just my opinion on it. I love Dave Chappelle. I'm a Dave Chappelle stan. I'm admittedly a stan for um, Jay-Z. I'm a stand for Kanye West. And I'm a stand for Dave Chappelle. So I I am an unapologetic stan for those guys because I just respect the, what they've been able to do out here. And I hope that um, Dave, uh, continues on his, 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 uh, extreme comedic abilities, you know, cause he's shown you that he, if he wants to disappear, he can, but you know, he's back right now in the limelight. And I just hope that, um, he can stay out here, uh, for the time to come. And I'm not commenting on what Azealia Banks had to say about Dave Chappelle. You can Google that, come to your own conclusions. <laughs> I will not be spending any time on that. But if you want to get information on it, <laughs> you could Google it. Uh, what Azalea Banks had to say about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> She's crazy, dog. She's crazy. But I'm not gonna say. I'm not spending no time on that. Y'all could Google that. Y'all could Google that. And that will wrap it up. Episode number seventeen of the Bronx Buyers Podcast is in the books. I am your host. My name is Denzel. I want to reiterate, everyone out there, please stay safe in regards to the coronavirus, in regards to the landscape out here, in regards to the people who are quote unquote hired to protect and serve. But we know that they do not, especially in our communities of non-white. Um, please be safe. Please keep your head on a swivel. I know the weather is getting warm. Um, just try to do everything that you can safely, um, and you know, make it home to your family and friends each day that you can um the way that shit is going out here man it's like we in the twilight zone but you know we will get through it together I, I i always know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and things always have to get worse before they get better i truly believe that so um you know i just encourage everyone to please stay safe out there and um we will overcome because we always overcome we're the strongest group of people that there ever was in this world No other group of people could take the shit that we do On a daily, on a yearly, on a weekly And continue to just get stronger and stronger Um, So, I'll leave you with that I'm gonna fade you out with a great song by Young Jeezy, it's called Put On Featuring Kanye West off the album The Recession And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast Episode number 17 We out We out
1: Não como a não oh When they see me off in traffic, they say Jeezy on some other shit. Hey. Send them pussy niggas running straight back to the dealership. Hey. Hey, I'm in my spaceship. That's right, I work for NASA This FNH is not a fraud. I call that bitch my bodyguard. Call that bitch your bodyguard. Yeah, that's my bodyguard. Wore a lot of jewelry. Young to do security. It was whiter than a napkin, harder than a dinner plate If you want it, come and get it, you know I stay super straight Ran up in my spots, and now I'm working out the super 8 Know you niggas hungry, come and get a super plate Y'all sing happy birthday, yeah I got this super cake 100 carat bracelet, I use it like some super bait I put on for my city, on, on for my city I put on for my city, on, on for my city Put on, Put on, South side, put on, West side, put on. Let's go. I put on for my city, on, on for my city. I put on for my city, on, on for my city. Put on, East side, put on, South side, put on, West side, put on. Let's go. Half back, top back ain't nothing but a young, thug HKs, 8Ks, I need to join a gun club. big beat big straps, you know I like it super Passengers a red bone, her weave look like some curly fries. Inside's fish, sticks, outside tartar sauce. Pocket full of celery, imagine what she's telling me. Blowing on asparagus, the realest shit I ever smoked Riding to that trap of that the realest shit I ever wrote. They know I got that rocket like leg, so I keep that clock with me. Don't get caught without me. No. Coming from where I'm from. Miami G's a Hamilton, down Camelton, so fresh, so clean, on my way to Charlotte. I put on for my city, on, on for my city, I put on for my city, on, on for my city, put on, east side, put on, south side, put on, west side, put on. I put on for my city, on, on for my city. I put on for my city, on, on for my city. Put on, east side, put on, south side, put
3: on, west side, put on. Let's go. I put on. I put on. I put on for my I put on for my city, I put on for my city. I feel like it's still niggas that owe me checks. I feel like Still bitches that owe me sex I feel like this, but niggas don't know he's stressed I lost the only girl in the world that know me best I got the money and the fame, man, that don't mean shit I got the Jesus on the chain, man, that don't mean shit Cause when the Jesus pieces can't bring me peace So I need just at least uh, one of Russell's nieces mm, I let my nightmares go I put on everybody that I knew from the Go. I know hoes that was frontin' when they knew he was broke They say, damn, easy, easy, you don't know what's no more You get that big fame on me and you just changed on me You can't ask big homie, man, at top, so lonely I'm, yeah, yeah. So lonely yeah, yeah. Let me see what we have tonight I'm high as a satellite Flashlights, cuz every night, every night I put, on. I put on for my city, on, on for my city, I put on for my city, on, on for my city, put on, east side, put on,
1: south side, put on, west side, put on. City, oh for my city, I put over my city, oh for my city, put on
3: east side, put on south side, put on west side, put on Let me see what we have tonight. What we have tonight I'm high to side and I see those flags.